so. It's Communion Sunday, and so I've been asked to talk about um, the body and the blood um, this morning. This is my body, this is my blood, which is confirms the covenant between God and man. Um, Mark 14. It's really quite exciting. Um, we know this stuff. Probably we'll all know it, maybe, or maybe we'll learn something today. I don't know. But if we know it, it's really good to be reminded because sometimes we get off with doing life and, and we just forget the basics. So let's come back to the basics. What is it all about? So Mark chapter 14, 12 to 26 On the first day of the festival of the unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb was sacrificed, Jesus' disciples asked him, where do you want us to prepare the Passover meal for you? So Jesus sent two of them into Jerusalem with these instructions. As you go into the city, a man carrying a pitcher of water will meet you. Follow him. At the house he enters, say to the owner, the teacher asks, where is the guest room where I can eat the Passover meal with my disciples? He will take you upstairs to a large room already set up. That is where you should prepare the meal. So the two disciples went to the city and found everything just as Jesus had said. And they prepared the Passover meal there. In the evening, Jesus arrived with the twelve. As they were at the table eating, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, one of you eating with me will betray me. Greatly distressed, each one asked in turn, am I the one? He replied, it is one of you twelve who is eating from this bowl with me. For the Son of Man must die, as the scripture declared long ago. How terrible it would be for the one who betrays him. It would have been far better if that man had never been born. As they were eating, Jesus took some of the bread and blessed it. Then he broke it into pieces and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take it, for this is my body. And he took the cup of the wine and gave it thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and they all drank from it. And he said to them, this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice for many. I tell you the truth, I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it new in the kingdom of God. Then they sang a hymn and then they went out to the Mount of Olives. As Jesus broke the bread, he was demonstrating, it was like a prophetic act, as it were, about what he was about to do. He broke the bread. This is my body, and it's going to be given as a sacrifice. In Corinthians, Paul adds that Jesus went on to say, as you take this, remember me. Jesus was setting up a really great reminder he knew what humankind was like. You know, like we, he knew that we were going to get on with life and, and, and sometimes we can go a whole week without barely thinking about the cross and what Jesus has done for us. And so, so he set up this reminder. When you break bread, remember the sacrifice that I'm making on your behalf. So that we have this throughout history 
we've had this amazing thing to help us remember the actions of Jesus, what he did on the cross. But it's not just a memory exercise. What Jesus was was demonstrating as he broke the bread and as he took the cup goes far, far deeper in meaning. And when he said, this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and man, that spoke volumes. And it's that that I really want to zoom in on this morning. What was he meaning? This is the covenant between God and man. This is the blood that that confirms the covenant. What covenant? What was he talking about? And that's what I want to remind ourselves of this morning. We probably all know it in this room, but maybe we'll learn something. But certainly, let's be reminded this morning of what Jesus was on about. This is the covenant. What covenant? I'm going to be doing a lot of reading um, of Hebrews because the Hebrew writer, whoever he or she was, really explains it well. But before I do that, let's look at what a covenant is. So, a covenant is a binding agreement between two parties. And so, God has made several covenants with man over the years. The first one um, he made was, um, was with Abraham. The covenant that he made with Abraham where, where he, he said to Abraham, your descendants will bless the entire world. And during that, that covenant making, there was a sacrifice of an animal. Blood was poured out. And God made a covenant with Abraham that his descendant would bless the world. And he fulfilled that covenant through Jesus Christ. Okay. And then there was another covenant that God made with man. And he made it with Moses, the Mosaic covenant. And the, that they had two sides to that covenant. The high priest would take a sacrifice. Good morning. You are so welcome. We love you. Hiya. So Lottie's in the back if you want to join her, but you're welcome to do either. Okay, so we're talking about covenant and where Jesus said this is the blood of the covenant or this is the blood that confirms the covenant. So the covenant that he made with Moses was, there was the problem, obviously, when Adam sinned, he brought sin into the world and sin separates man and God and there cannot be a proper communion between God and man when sin is in the world. So, so, which is a problem because God wants relationship with man and we need to have relationship with God. Life is not fulfilled without relationship with God. So, so that has to be dealt with. And so God made a second covenant with Moses and the covenant was that if you sacrifice an animal and that blood is shed, then your sins will be forgiven, right? So that covenant can be maintained, so that relationship can be maintained. The only problem is that man couldn't keep that covenant. In Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22... The Hebrews writer explains why blood has to be shed, okay? 
he says this, in the same way he sprinkled the blood in the tabernacle and all the vessels used in worship. According to the law, in fact, nearly everything must be purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. So it is necessary for the copies of heavenly things to be purified with these sacrifices. Okay, so, so blood had to be shed for the covenant to be made. So the covenant with Abraham, the animal was sacrificed, God made a covenant. The covenant with Moses was that there were to be regular sacrifices made so that sins could be forgiven. But then the law was given, and, and man was need, needed to follow the law for that covenant to be fulfilled. And so it couldn't be fulfilled because man broke the covenant. I'm getting, I, I hope I'm, you're looking at me a little bit, uh, and I'm feeling a bit uh, myself right now. But it will all, it'll all come out. So, so basically, blood has to be poured out for the forgiveness of sins. Okay. But, like I say, man could not keep that covenant. Here, Hebrews 8, verse 1 to 13. Here is the main point. We have a high priest who sat down in the place of honour besides the throne of the majesty God in heaven. There he ministers in heavenly tabernacle, true place of worship. He built by the Lord and not by human hands. And since every high priest is required to offer gifts and sacrifices, our high priest must make an offering too. If he were here on earth, he would not even be a priest since he is already, there are already priests who offer gifts required by the law. They serve in a system of worship that only a copy of the shadow of the real one in heaven. For when Moses was getting ready to build the tabernacle, God gave him this warning. Be sure to make everything according to the pattern I have given you on the mountain. Here's the important bit. But now, Jesus, our high priest, has been given the ministry that is far superior to the old priesthood. For he is the one who meditates for, mediates for us far better covenant with God based on better promises. If the first covenant, which was the Mosaic covenant, right, had been faultless, there would have been no need for a second covenant to replace it. But God found fault with his people. Okay, they could not keep the covenant. They were not good enough. They kept sinning. And so sacrifices had to be kept being made. But the problem was, within 24 hours of making the sacrifice, the covenant was broken. Okay, man just cannot do it. We're not good enough, okay? I mean, I don't know, has anybody gone a whole week without sinning? Please put up your hand. Really? No one? So we just can't do it. We're not good enough. God's standard is 100% perfection. He is holy, okay? So to come into his presence, we have to be 100% holy, right? Otherwise, we can't come into his presence, right? That's the problem. The problem with the Mosaic covenant, the sacrifices, they didn't last long enough. So the people, the relationship with God wasn't a proper, full, perfect relationship because they couldn't enter his presence because of sin, 
the pass mark is 100%. You know, you, you might be, you might actually be 95% good or 99% good. You might have had a really good day, you know, like, and, and, and you might have only had one teeny tiny bad thought in the whole of the day, but it's still not 100%. And that gives us a problem. Okay, so coming back to this. So the first covenant, verse 7, the first covenant, had, if the first covenant had been faultless, there'd have been no need for a second covenant to replace it. But when God found fault with the people, he said, the day is coming, says the Lord. I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. The covenant will be not like the one I made with their ancestors when I took them out of the land and led them in, out of the land of Egypt. They did not remain for, for faithful to my covenant, so I turned my back on them, says the Lord. So they couldn't, they couldn't do it. But this is the new covenant. I will make with my people Israel on that day, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and write on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. They will not need to teach their neighbours, nor will they need to teach their relatives, saying you should know the Lord. For everyone from the least to the greatest will know me already. I will forgive their wicked ways and I will never remember their sins. When God speaks of the new covenant, he means he has made the first one obsolete. So now it's out of date and will soon disappear. So, so when Jesus said, take this cup, it's, it is um, to confirm the covenant between God and man. He was saying, there's a new covenant about to take place. He was about to make a new covenant between God and man. See, Romans says that the wages of sin is death. That puts us in deep trouble. However, there is the new covenant. Hebrews 10, 1 to 18, the old system under the law of Moses is only a shadow of a dim preview of the good things to come. Not the good things themselves, the sacrifice under that system were repeated again and again, year after year, but they were never able to provide the perfect cleansing that comes so that they could come to worship. If they could have provided a perfect cleansing, the sacrifice would, sacrifices would have been stopped and worshippers would have been purified once for all time and their feelings of guilt would have disappeared. But instead, those sacrifices actually reminded them of their sins year after year. For it was not possible for the blood and goats to take away the sins. That is why Christ came into the world. Okay, so, so the Mosaic covenant, covenant was not working. That's why Christ came. He said, you do not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings, but you have given them the body to offer you, have, you were not pleased with burnt offerings or sin offerings. Then I said, look, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is written about me in the scriptures. 
For Christ said, you do not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings or burnt offerings or offerings for sin, nor were you pleased with them. For they were required by the law of Moses. Then he said, look, I have come to do your will. He cancelled the first covenant in order to put the second into effect for God's will for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the blood of Jesus once and for all time. Do you get that? For it was God's will for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all time. That should put a smile on your face this morning. Jesus was the sacrifice. His blood was enough for all time. Okay? Moses' covenant, it worked for like until the next person sinned. But Jesus' covenant works for all time. In Rome, back when Jesus was being on the earth, if a prisoner or, or someone did something and ended up in prisoner, what they would do was they would write a certificate of debt out. This is what the prisoner did. They would write out all the things, the crimes, and then they'd nail it to the, the door of the prison where the prisoner was. A certificate of debt. Then after he'd served his time, so he'd gone down for 10 years or whatever, after the 10 years, they'd take the prisoner back before the judge, and the judge would say, has he served his time? He served his time. The judge would write a word across the certificate of debt that said, to tell us te. It's a Greek word, and it means paid in full. Okay? So this prisoner has now paid in full, therefore he no longer owes a debt to society for what he has just done. Okay, he's done it, he's sorted, he's paid it in full, okay? And so he could go free, right? So he no longer had to pay for the crime he'd committed. When Jesus hung on the cross, in one of his dying breaths, he cried out that very word, to tell us today, paid in full. Some Bibles translate it, it is finished. Jesus was declaring that he had paid the sacrifice in full. To tell us today. In Colossians, it's, Paul says this, Colossians 3, uh, 2, sorry. When you were dead in your sins and uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave all of our sins having cancelled the written code or the certificate of debt with its regulations that was against us and that stood to oppose us. He took it away, nailing it to the cross. Your debt, your sin, all of it was nailed to the cross and Jesus cried to tell us today, I have paid the full price. The full price. God has made a new covenant with man. 
And the terms of the covenant are this. It's in John 3, 16, verse, uh, John 3, 16 to 18. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have life eternal. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And here's the, here's the covenant terms and conditions. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because he's not believed in the name of God's one and only son. And that word there that is translated condemned is, if I can say it right, kekritie, which means to be judged. Stand condemned, stand judged. To tell us today, Jesus has paid the price, but there's a term and condition to step into that covenant, and that is to choose to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died for your sins, and that he rose again. That's the term, that's the condition. And when you do that, his holiness is given to you. Your sin was nailed to the cross. His holiness, his righteousness is imparted into you and therefore you get to stand 100% holy before God. That's why you and I can have relationship with Jesus Christ. It's amazing. It's awesome. And Jesus held up the cup and he said, this is the cup that confirms the covenant between God and man. Now, when you know that you are holy, you can live holy. When you know, and you know in the depths of your heart that Jesus Christ's holiness is over you, then why would you want to sin? Why would you want to do stuff that is unholy when you know that you're holy? You can walk a holy and righteous life. This is the covenant between God and man. That's what we're about to celebrate. The cup. The cups. Um, imagine it's one cup. Um, between God and man. That's the depth of what Jesus said when he held that cup. This is the, my blood which confirms the covenant. My covenant is that I made you holy if you believe in me. So we're going to take communion now.